0: Anyone's Game Podcast.
1: Following women's football. Welcome to the Anyone's Game Podcast. I'm Kenny Bogue and joining me on this week's podcast is Hamilton duo Megan Quinn and Ellie Kane, as well as the wee loon Robbie Hanratty. Thank you for joining me. How are you ladies?
2: Good, thanks. Are you?
1: Hi, I'm doing good Robbie, how are you? Hi, fantastic mate There's there's obviously lots to discuss in this edition We're going to look at Hamilton's return to the SWPL 2 Obviously two wins from two We'll discuss Glasgow City winning the SWPL for a 14th consecutive time But first of all, we have to discuss it guys Of course, we're in it, the Euros I don't know, we'll start with you Megan How buzzing are you about Scotland being in a major competition? Oh,
2: I actually can't wait I can't remember the last Euros, I was only four So I'm really looking forward to actually sitting and watching my country compete for something so, hopefully, we can actually qualify. And, you know, we've got a good team, good squad. So, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Can't wait for it
1: to start. And, Ellie, how are you feeling about it? This will be your first one as well.
0: Yeah, well, I, this is the first one since I've been born. So, I'm buzzing and all. I'm working from home just now. So, I'll have every single game on the telly with my laptop in front of me. So, that's ideal.
1: I work from home as well. Are you going to, like, kind of lose internet at some points? Because I'm pretty sure around about two o'clock Monday, I'll lose internet and I won't be able to take any calls. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, I just hope none of my bosses in tune into this, but yes,
1: definitely.
3: <laughs>
1: well, all my calls are recorded at my work and I was telling somebody no. that the other day. <laughs> you
3: just get the Scotland tunes blasting from the moment you wake up, that's what I do on a match day anyway. And how are you, <laughs> you, Robbie? Yeah, I'm, I'm the same as Ellie, first time, I'm 21 years old, so first time in my lifetime that I've seen the Scotland's men's team at a major tournament. So I think it's absolutely fantastic for the nation. It's just really giving everyone a boost and can't wait for that first game to hopefully... Go out and beat that chick, the Czech Republic
1: And what do you think? I don't know I mean, I'm I'm an older Scotland fan So I'm kind of doom and gloom right I think we'll never qualify for anything You know, get out of the group stage But a lot of people are quite optimistic What do you think, Megan? Do you think we can qualify from the group?
2: I think we can I don't see why not I mean, we're in like quite a good group I think as well So we're in with a chance And as I said look, the squad we've got Is probably the best squad we've had in years Well, best squad of my lifetime anyway So I think um, we've got every chance And, you know we've, we've drawn some good teams in the group So Just need to go for it I don't see why not
1: and Ellie, do you fancy our chances at Wembley on Friday? A week oh, today? absolutely. Absolutely.
0: That's I was so buzzing when I saw they were in our group. I know, obviously, they're a, they've got such good players and they're a really good side, but I think that's a wee bit of a, a good one for us because we'll be right hyped
3: up for that. I'm buzzing for it. I'm going down to London, not going to the game, but I'm going down to soak up the atmosphere and just can't wait because if we do get that win over England, it'll be unreal scenes, that's for sure. Because last time we played England, what was it, four years ago, yesterday, when Griffith scored that two, mm-hmm. go- three kicks. Yeah. That's the best, that's the best bounce I've ever had at a football game. I was in Hamden that day and it's still, I think that's gave me the buzz for Scotland ever since. Where were you that day, Megan? Where were you?
2: I was actually there as well. <laughs> I, not, I. I think like when Griffith scored that goal, I must have moved about four rows. Like it just fell, like what do we <laughs> think he um, But no, it was, I agree with you Robbie, it was absolutely amazing. So hopefully we can kind of do that again on, on next Friday. So yeah.
1: Ellie, what were you doing that day? Do
0: you remember? I was with my dad in the living room, of course, because it was Griffiths and he's a, a big Celtic fan. He was going absolutely mental. His drink was everywhere, the crisps were everywhere.
1: Aye. That that was unreal. Uh, well, I was in a pub in Glasgow City Centre and I'm like six foot three and my friend's about six foot seven and he's bigger than me and I was trying to hold on to him when Griffith scored that second goal and it didn't work out very well. We all <laughs> ended up on the ground. <laughs> it was absolutely <laughs> a challenge, but... Uh, uh, aye, that was absolutely amazing. But how good would it be just to have something like that? Just, I mean, how good's the feel-good factor, everyone? It's just amazing, isn't it? You know, we're all sitting here buzzing mm-hmm. about... We'll do predictions. Right, we'll start with you, Megan. What's your prediction for the first game against the Czech Republic? What's your score got to be? 2-1
3: Scotland, I think.
1: Ellie? I'm going to say 1-0 Scotland. Robington
3: And yeah, I'm going to go with Ellie as well. 1-0 Scotland. We seem to have that knack of being high to the be narrow. and getting a goal. So i definitely go with that.
1: Right, brilliant. Well, I'm going to go. I think it'll be 1-0. That's what I'm going for. 1-0 Scotland as well. So yeah. fingers crossed, guys. But we'll move on. We'll do our get-to-know-you questions. I know Ellie, you're still making up your five-a-side team. So we'll start with you, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> so Megan, first of all, where are you from originally?
2: So, I'm originally from a wee town called Whitburn, kind of between Glasgow and Edinburgh, just off the M8, but I now stay in Livingston. And how did you get into football? Oh, God, good question. <laughs> so, when I was like four, we moved into a, new, like a brand new house, and in the street, basically, it was all like people with the same age kids, and it was just boys, there was no girls. So I kind of either had to like it or lump it, really. So they all played football, so I just joined in. So that's kind of where I first started. And then when I hit about six, my mum decided I should maybe join a wee team. So my dad took me along to like my first session just for like a local boys club. And then that's kind of been me. I played with them for a while until I was kind of too old to play with them. I too old to play with the boys. And Then I had to move to the girls' side.
1: Right. And where did you start out? Like Obviously, you were at Celtic for a while as well, weren't you?
2: Uh, so I started with Whitburn girls or Whitburn boys at the time. And then I moved to the girls' side. And then I only played with the girls' side for about three or four years, I think. And then I moved to Celtic when I was about 12. And then I played there until I was 19. And then I, I went to Hamilton. So and I've been there ever since.
1: Wow, and what would you say so far is your sort of, greatest achievement in the game?
2: Probably, I, I think actually the last time we won this league with Hamilton. So we'd been relegated the season before. And, you know, just everything that happened that season was just absolute madness. We started off as favourites and then went on a really poor run, got beat quite a bit. Lost loads of points, and then I think we went in a winning streak of like ten games. I think we won all ten back to back, and we had to win them to go up. And thankfully, we did. So it was it was absolutely amazing. Won the won the league in the last day of the season. So no, I think I think that's probably one of my greatest achievements. Just everything that happened that season. It was just like it was made for us a wee bit.
1: That must have been some buzz as well, winning it in the last day of the season, was it? No, that oh, must have been.
2: It was honestly like, don't give it all. Like we were like going in, we just had to we just had to win. That was all. Like, all we had to do was win. And like, you know, you're hearing like Bobby that I decide, like, to like on you the other results. And I'm like, actually don't say any like, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> and then so we were like we played and then obviously I we won, so it was just unbelievable. It really was something else. It was it was absolutely brilliant. Just the way everything happened that year, like going for the favourites and then being underdogs to win it. We thought Glasgow Girls were going to win it, and then we just came back last minute and just and just pinched it. So it was it was amazing.
1: Brilliant, well done. That's fantastic. Um, name your greatest five-a-side team
2: well I went with um, Elaine Fleming and, and goals because obviously I need a goalie at five-a-side so <laughs> she played the Aki's I think for the majority of her career she retired quite a few years ago she was about I think she Laney was about 36 when she retired so she was like a good solid head and things in the game and you know me playing as a defender like having her behind me like just used to fill you the confidence so she was she was amazing i would have jillian ingles in there she was my captain for years she's now at motherwell and the captain at motherwell as well so she's absolutely amazing great player great person total leader on the park could kind of play anywhere in the pitch actually she could literally play like any position so no i would i would have jill in there i'd have laurie gardner in there as well so she's she's at motherwell as well she's a striker Laurie just bangs goes in for fun. She's so fast as well. I don't think I've actually made anybody as quick as Laurie. You just look at her and she's just gone. You just can't catch... Her. There's no way you're catching her.
1: Have you kicked um, her
2: a few times? What's that, sorry? Have you ki- kicked her a few times in? I'm <laughs> right I have it. <laughs> <Probably> her <shoulder-bashed laughs> to the ground and all I'm saying. <laughs> no, Laurie's definitely in there. Who else? I would go for Amy Anderson. So our captain at Aki's. She's probably one of the best players I've played with. Technically, like nobody can get near her. And she just finds that wee pocket of space constantly so she's she's definitely up there and I think lastly I'll go with Maybe Georgie McTeer actually So she's actually She's just came to Aki's Maybe in I think it was January She signed But I'd played with Georgie Previously at Celtic And she's a defender as well And she's absolutely solid She'd run through A brick wall for you So having her back At Aki's is, is class She's just great To play alongside You know She's got your back She's brown.
1: I think that's my favourite Description of a defender ever I love it My dad used to say to me About John Brown That played for Rangers <laughs> That he was like that And I just love that description They would run through A brick wall for you It's brilliant uh, <laughs> Geo definitely would as well <laughs> So, well, thank you for that, Megan. Ellie, we'll move on to you. So Ellie, first of all, where, where are you from originally?
0: Originally, I'm from Denny, which is just between Falkirk and Stirling, just a wee town in there. <laughs> nothing to see <laughs> and nothing exciting. <laughs> <laughs> nothing ever happens in Denny.
1: And how did you get into football?
0: Well, when I was wee, it was just, it was always on in the house my dad and my brother, like they were watching any game that was on the telly. And when I went to primary school, so I'd had been five, I was playing with the boys every lunchtime and I started to like take it really seriously. And it was all I was doing like when I came in for school as well, was going back out to play with them. So a lot of the boys that were in my primary they played for Dunny Pace at the time. Yeah, so I joined them and I played with them similar to Quinny up until it changed to Eleven sides and then uh moved to Falkirk Ladies, which then turned to Central. So I was there for a few a few years. And yeah, that was how, kind of how it started, just kicking about at lunchtime. Oh,
1: brilliant. And look, look what it is now. So what's your greatest achievement in the game so far?
0: To America. Because oh, I got a scholarship. Tell us about that. Um, yeah, so I got a scholarship to America. I went in 2018. But like, it wasn't for me, but when like I first heard that I'd got it and I, and, like, I was totally over the moon because I'd wanted to do it for so long. And then I went out there and it turns out I'm a home bird. <laughs> I was wanting my mummy, so I ended up coming home. But <laughs> oh, I know. But um, no, it was still like it was an unbelievable experience, and I definitely wouldn't change it. I would have did it all over again. It was great. But yeah, that was probably the proudest moment when I found it. I was going there.
1: So where where do you go? Like, how does it work? Like, you, did you go to a college out there, or how does it work?
0: Yeah. So what had happened was um, I was playing with Falkirk at the time. And we played at a tournament in Florida and we ended up winning the tournament and obviously there was a lot of scouts in that there. And I got an offer from a couple of unis, but there was, it was South Alabama that I chose. They were a Division One school and I chose them because the guy that was their head coach was actually from the town right next to Denny. So I, I knew of them. More world. So, I know, exactly. That was what kind of made up my mind. And then um, I went, they call it college over there, but it's basically just, it's just uh, uni. And obviously they take their sport like, a lot more serious over there. So, yeah, you would just like travel from state to state at the weekends and um, you were training every single day. So it was kind of like a full time thing. But yeah, it was great.
1: And did, did you learn much over there? I mean, do you get a lot of tactical coaching and stuff like that?
0: Yeah. Well, the thing is, in America, I always felt like it's a lot about like your speed, your fitness, like that. They drill that into you a lot. But I think having a Scottish coach, it was similar to the game over here. And they had a few internationals. A couple of the girls were from England and stuff. So they had like similar tactical awareness and stuff. Then you had the American ones that were bummed in the wing. So <laughs> it, it worked quite well. But yeah, it, it was a lot more tactical than I would say other schools would be. Um, just because our coach was Scottish and stuff. So he kind of, he knew what he wanted.
3: Did that make you feel, I know you said you was a bit of but having a fellow Scot, did that make, ease the homesickness a wee bit?
0: Well, yeah, absolutely. Because another girl that was playing at Falkirk at the time, she moved uh, at the same time as me. So we were roommates to start with. So I think if it wasn't for Morgan, then I maybe we would have caved a bit earlier. But I got I got really close with the English girls and that one of them's still my best friend now. So even England, they made me feel at home a wee bit more.
1: <laughs> Brilliant, oh, lovely. And what about your ultimate five-a-side team then, Ellie?
0: For goals, I'm gonna go Lee Alexander because obviously, I would say she's if not the best, one of the best in the country. Then I would go going for a wee diamond tier. So I'll start at the top. Of it. I'm gonna put <laughs> Kirsty Howe up front <laughs> because she just scores goals for fun. I uh, hopefully she's on the mend pretty soon, and then uh, midfield I'm going to go Amy Anderson as well. Definitely one of the best players I've played with. Like she's just so our awareness is another level, and she can pick it up a pass anywhere. So Amy Anderson in the middle. I feel like I'm just going to start ending up. Seeing the Aki starting lineup, but I'm also going to go. Um, <laughs> <Quint>. <laughs> Hello,
3: Megan Quinn. Hello, Megan. Next, you get the idea? <laughs> How did <could>
0: you know? <laughs> I'm also going to go MT because she is just an absolute engine. She'll run for ninety minutes up and down the wing, and she scores goals. So, have to shove her in there, and then. At the back I was wanting to put Georgie as well, but now I feel like I'm just copying Megan. So I might change. I'll go with oh who I'll go with. Oh, I don't know. No, I'm going to go Georgie. <laughs> I'm too on the spot. Yeah, I'm going to go Georgie because she's just a brick wall and well oh then we're going again. A brick wall and she'll um, put her head on any single ball that comes in. So
3: in you need that sort of player. I love I love that sort of player. Phil Jones gets slagged for it all the time, but he puts his sell uh, about, and you need players that exactly. do
0: that. I know. She goes a, f- a wee. Uh, don't be mistaken. She goes a wee amazing now and again, and she'll end up wearing an oh, another box. But <laughs> she sometimes
1: well, thinks she's a bloody striker. How many is in
2: that box?
1: <laughs> and how do you feel, Megan, when that's happening, When you're obviously left at the back? <laughs>
2: well, I'm trying to. Co- I'm not shouting that somebody comes find me.
1: Um, well brilliant thank you very much We'll, we'll, we'll move on guys and we'll look at how glad he is just to be back playing I mean how happy are you just to be back playing, training it must be amazing
2: actually buzzing honestly like see see during lockdown like I was ready for pulling my hair out at times Ellie I'm sure you were the same but yes, like yeah. to be fair to Aki's though they've, they've done everything they could to like keep us going we were doing like wee training pods and things and you know like I was training with like a like a football company Football Elite out here as well and like just doing a bit of extra on the side just trying to get by but Oh, I'm so delighted games are back, and what a feeling it is on a Sunday when you wake up
3: and you're like, Yes, it's game day
1: day." today. That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, And obviously, you've had two wins from two, and Ellie, you've been in fire. Am I right in saying you've got five assists in two matches? Um,
0: I think Bobby's maybe over exaggerated. I thought it was four assists but if you're giving me five I'll take the
1: five <laughs> well, I'm, going the, I'm going in the Twitter to be honest <laughs> whatever the Twitter tells us but. and obviously you're playing at the back Megan you haven't conceded a goal yet and I heard as well you just kept catching everybody offside the other night I was reading apparently
2: <laughs> so it wasn't a game plan but apparently so I was reading it was, it was compared to George Graham's Arsenal I
1: had a boy uh, Arsenal I, 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 was, I, I don't know what they're talking about like, I think they actually only
2: got called
1: <laughs> offside twice
3: <laughs> I was like, all right. Fake news. (laughs) Aye.
1: (laughs) Do you know something? That's absolutely brilliant. I I was genuinely
3: reading it and I actually put it in the group chat because I had
1: no idea what it meant. I was like, I don't know if
2: that's a compliment
0: or not. We were talking about that at training last night and we were like, I couldn't count you on one hand, the amount of things on the left side. I know, (laughs) I know. Oh well, he said it was a compliment.
3: So, aye, and Ellie, I would take the five assists all day long. Do (laughs) you know what I mean? Absolutely. The the thing is, to be fair to Hamilton Aches' women's side, you speak about the training during lockdown, and the way things have been. They seem to lead the way for what not just Esther with PL two, but that the Scottish women's football as a whole, in terms of like giving the women and females a platform like they're very good at updating people with videos and things online whereas a lot of other teams yeah. still have got to kind of catch up with that i feel
0: yeah absolutely i think probably um bobby needs to get a lot of applause for that because he's constantly in the group chat and he's like oh there's a little girl that's looking to speak to a player or like during locked i was on a couple of zooms to one of the younger ones just like seeing what she was doing how she was keeping and stuff like that and I think that's really important because I, even when we were young, Quinny, I don't think there was there was much to look up to. Obviously, like women's football wasn't as big, like Twitter accounts weren't even as big. So the fact that we can do stuff like that is great. And through lockdown, it showed like how important it was with the stuff that Bobby was doing on the side. So yeah, I agree with you on that one, Robbie.
3: Find yourself it's a close-knit group like we spoke to Bobby and his knowledge and like, just passion for the game was fantastic but is it a, quite a close-knit group for like your coaches and everything at Hamilton?
2: Yeah no we're, we're all really close and you know it's not cliquey or anything like that in the slightest you know you could rock up to training and you could just partner up well I feel I could partner up with and that team and the coaches are absolutely brilliant you know if there's any issues or any problems you know they just like have your best interest at heart so whether that's football related or not then it doesn't matter stuff going on in people's lives you know like they take that into account and they'll just try and help as best they can and get that everywhere and like, like i've been to other clubs and you you, you really don't get that you, you look around our league as well in particular and you, you just don't hear that happening and as i said at hamilton like i feel so supported like even like working things like that like doing parents nights and you know maybe like having to run straight for school to training and like you're really understanding the commitments that you've got outside of football as well
1: that's brilliant and who's ever had to wear the tutu i heard something about a tutu kicking about <laughs>
0: Well, you Have know what? I drawed that, that out one time, and Aye, I thought it wasn't, wasn't it? at training that night, so I got all that away. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Thursday had it on for like a full. I it was like a full session, and then. Yes, I at
0: the bench, she did.
2: Aye, and then like it's not really nobody's drawn it again on that really <laughs> misfortune that Gary's got. Right, tell us, us.
1: tell
0: us about <laughs> <us, laughs> uh, that. Tell us about that. What's this? Oh,
2: honestly, right. So Gary, doctor, is the world's worst for this. So. He's like got this wheel and it's got all these like mad like mis like fortune things on it. So you just if you do something wrong or like you turn up late to training or you've wore the wrong kit or whatever it is, you've got to spin this wheel of misfortune and whatever it lands on, like you've got to do. So it could be like I don't know, like carrying the kit up, like up and down to the stadium for that like week or.
0: Like, washing the kit and stuff Washing,
2: I like uh, washing <laughs> the bibs or something right so but one of them is to like wear this too, too. <laughs> and it's like a wee red sparkly number <laughs> and Kirsty I think is the only person that's drawn it well Ellie drew it but, you, but it was like we'd lost it or, I can't remember what had happened but yeah. Kirsty's the only one that's worn it and then um, she literally had it on for like the full session and people were like in the stadium looking at her like "What, what is she doing like why is she wearing this but it was absolutely comedy gold it was brilliant <laughs>
3: That was class. I love stuff like that, honestly. I I love that. Because we did see something online about Hamilton at your club. You're very big on fines. So that explains it. (laughs) uh,
2: Honestly, you do not want to be on the wrong side of this fines
0: list. That's very good.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, brilliant. So you guys are in
1: second place now. The the target's promotion, of course, I'd imagine.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think the the gaps, we're not happy with the gap between us and Aberdeen. But, Of course, we've got them next weekend. We can only do what we can against them and hope that maybe other teams do us a favour. But promotion is definitely like the minimum that we want to get, and we'll we'll do everything we can to get it.
1: And I'm guessing that was the target at the start of the season, Megan?
2: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, fair play to Aberdeen. You know, like I think a lot of people underestimated them because nobody really knew what they were about. Because, you know, they've been out like, the two top leagues for quite a while now and they've obviously just totally revamped their setup and inherited quite a lot of younger players and things. So, absolute credit to them. They've went and done the business in the first half of the season. But I do feel, you know, if we'd had maybe, like, a normal season, I, I feel like we could have caught them. We'd have played them another twice and I reckon we'd probably have won both games and who's to say they wouldn't have dropped points to other teams. So, yeah, no, credit to them for, for going and getting the points in the bag. But, yeah, our kind of aim now is for... The, one of the top two spots to go up so we just need to keep pushing and doing what we're doing and, and I'm sure that'll
3: come I was going to say that to you too with next season there's got to be an expanded SWPL1 and a lot of teams I've spoke to Aberdeen but a lot of other teams in the top tier are investing heavily or more in the women's sides is it even more important to get promotion this season with the growth of the women's game?
2: Yeah, I think a team like Hamilton, you know, like we're kind of, we've been up and down quite a bit out of both leagues. But the way we've been playing over the last few seasons, like I feel we really deserve it. We were unlucky not to go up last year, and I feel it'd be really unfair if we didn't up this year. Because as I said, as a team, we've come on so much, and we've got players in, in our team who should be playing SWPL one. And I think that's like shown when you know other clubs have come in for them, but they've decided to stay, which. To be honest, is a credit to the club because they could have left and went, but they've not, they've stayed, they've hung out around just to try and help us win that promotion. So but no, I, I do think that we will probably need to, you know, if we do go up, can kind of invest a little bit more and hopefully we'll just see where see where we are come the end of the season.
1: Or maybe they just want to wear that too too. I don't want Leeds to get a shot
3: at that too. too. I Maybe mean, that's why like they're all hanging about in the are not They'll be queuing up after listening to this podcast. All the, rest of the players <laughs> in Scottish football, women's
1: football. <laughs> so I obviously big game coming up St Johnston on Sunday. Get three points as a must.
0: Yeah, well we we're away to them earlier on in the season, and it was one of the games that sticks out in my head. Of oh, what a terrible. what a slip-up that was because I feel like we had control of that game for a large majority of it and to be fair we're playing on a pitch that wasn't ideal but we didn't adapt well enough I don't think so there'll be no excuses this weekend we need to just like dig our heels in and get the work done because we know that we can't afford slip-ups like we did the first half of the season and I think Gary said at the end of the game um, against Glasgow Women which I think was right enough that if we had played that game earlier in the season, we'd have panicked and we'd have probably only drawn nothing each because we went in nothing each at halftime. I think that was something that we were stifled with first half of the season. Of, if at halftime it wasn't going our way, we kind of let the nerves take over in the second half. But I think we were a different team now. It came a long way. So hopefully we've got the character and the ability to not lose any more. Silly points like we did in the start of
3: the season. Yeah, I I was going to say that to you, too. Ellie, you mentioned about like early in the season adapting to like pitches and all that. I was at the Queen's Park Aberdeen game, obviously, speak about Aberdeen, the gap, eight points. The first half, they really struggled on that grass pitch. Mm -hmm. So it just shows maybe like they train obviously on Astro and then adapting. Is that sometimes the case as players, like adapting to different surfaces and all that, it can be tough?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, especially for us, I mean, actually, just as Ellie was saying, like on Wednesday night when we played Glasgow, we played, played in a grass pitch and I think it did take us a, a good few ten minutes to get into the game just because the surface has looked so different. And obviously we're so lucky at Hamlet. our facilities are absolutely top class, so, like training at the stadium and things like that. So we are, we're kind of spoiled in a way because anywhere else we go it's probably not going to be as good as our home pitch but in a sense I think you know we need to kind of take that in the chin a wee bit because we constantly have to adapt but yeah playing on the grass I mean it's just different uh, you, you, there's divots like you know like a pass that would go straight to somebody's feet on the 3G is going to go two foot in front on the grass so yeah no. But we, we do need to adapt to it better but hopefully we've kind of overcame that a wee bit and you know our next our next two home games as well are actually going to be on grass just because we, we can't get the stadium just because there's other matches on so Again, even for that, we're we're going to need to
3: adapt ourselves. And, and also, we go on to Wednesday is that massive game. You're level on points with Partick Thistle. You play them on Wednesday. Is it the case you've got to win that and then there's no room for complacency, really? Well, like,
0: Absolutely not. We're, I wouldn't say that we are complacent at all. And we know how hard this league is. Like Every single game is difficult. And Partick's, of course, one of the biggest challenges because they beat Aberdeen this season, their only team do so. So... It's not as if we can take them lightly. We played well against them right enough when we played away to them first half of the season. So hopefully we'll just take that as co- confidence into the game and play the way we
1: did then. you win every single game and that'll be fine, guys. Easy as that I always think that's funny when people I'm say sure you that. Can like, do it. I do bother. I just, <laughs> <laughs> just win all your game time. That's cool. Um, that is <laughs> the idea, obviously. Score, right? uh, so <laughs> I right, will move on. We'll talk quickly about, obviously, Glasgow City winning the league. 14th time in a row, big challenge this season, obviously, with the investment from other teams. Megan, just what a, what an achievement is it for Glasgow City? I mean, winning any league is great, but obviously winning it this year, we are the
2: Definitely, you know, they've won it so many times before and they've just got a team now where they're just unbeatable at the moment, I think. I think quite a few people maybe expected, maybe your Rangers or your Celtic to win it this season, but you know what, like Fair Play to City, they've been there, they've done it. They've came back. They've probably went against the odds a wee bit. Because as I said, with investments at other clubs and things, you know, you're looking around thinking, well, you know, Rangers are training like full time, like every day, and I know City are doing the same, but Rangers seem to just be doing that wee bit extra and a wee bit that wee bit more, like on social media and things like that. Whereas, but to be fair, fair play to Scott Booth and all the girls there. You know, they've they've done a great job, and they seem to have like a really good structure and like a good youth system in that as well with like youth players coming through and there's, there's still a big attraction to players from, from abroad as well so nah, I feel credit to them You know, it's not easy to win that amount of titles
1: I don't think Andy's really done that before so, so fair play to them And Elliot, at the start of the season did you expect City to win the league or who did you think would win it?
0: start the season when you're looking at the, the players that the likes of Rangers and Celtic were bringing in and I don't know if it was to do with social media but I feel like that was overshadowing City's signings a lot That was all you were seeing was big names coming to these two. But after that suffered that defeat against Rangers, I think um, that maybe was a turning point for them where they realised right, this is the way it's going to be. We're going to need to fight a bit harder than we have the last 13 years. Obviously Hibs have always been up there but I think the competition from two teams and they've managed to fight it off, that's that's great. At the start of the season would I have thought they would have? Probably not if I'm being truthful. I thought maybe Rangers might have pipped them at the post but Like Quinny said, fair play because that is a great achievement and I don't think it'll be done for
3: a long, long time if ever. So
0: yeah, fair play to them.
3: Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of what I think as well. Like when we done the predictions, I said Glasgow City, but only because I feel their experience, like having the likes of Hayley Lauder, Joe Love, Leanne Crichton, even though all these other teams were signing, like Ranger and Celtic investing heavily, I just thought Glasgow City, you just have to have that t-shirt or whatever to play mm-hmm. for them. And that's what's kind of proved for them this season. They've got a 23-player squad and each and every one of those players in that squad could start on each given week. And I think that's been the difference. And we watched them, um, me and Kenny were at Broadwood for that final day showdown. And they've just won the big games and like Hayley Lauder, big shout out to her. She was just absolutely fantastic on mm-hmm. Sunday. And it was a great way with fans in attendance to see City lift that title against all the odds. Would you agree, Kenny?
1: I definitely. It was brilliant. And then we get a picture with the trophy. I was so happy with that.
3: Robbie <laughs> just touched on fans back. How much are you guys looking forward to
1: getting fans back in, watching the games?
2: Fuck, oh, it makes such a difference. Like, see, like, when in scores, and you actually just hear a few people shouting, it's great. Obviously, when we played on Sunday, we had fans, and I think that's the first time we've had them in, or oh, I'd say probably the best party a year. So it was great and, you know, like, a lot of, like, I know Ellie's the same, like, all of our family and friends and things all come and watch and it's nice to let them see, like, where we're at now because, obviously, a year ago, as a club, we were at a totally different stage, whereas now, like, we've really came together and, like, you know, sometimes the fans do make that difference when you're going in for a run-in like this, so... I think it's not. It's great.
1: It's it's fantastic. And on Thursday night, of course, we had the national team back in action. Scotland were away in Belfast for a friendly against Northern Ireland. The Northern Irish set up very defensively, I must say, and it took a Caroline Weir penalty to eventually break them down. But a win's a win. And what were your thoughts on the game, Robbie?
3: Even though I don't think Scotland played amazing, we tried out some new players, three debutants. Like I guess that's positive to take. Like the fact that. Christa Grimshaw, Brianna Restrup and Leah Eddy made their debuts like as young girls it must be amazing to see these players know that there's a way into the national team now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I am um, played with Leah since I was like so young. We played for Ful- from Falkirk all the way through until she moved away and like you could see the ability she had but I feel like since she's moved especially to Hib, she's just totally flourished and that's that's the good thing about these big teams is they bring in young players when they're young and make them like the players that they are. And yeah, they're doing a great job. It's so good to see um, new people getting into the squads as well. And they're still managing to grind it a win without much time to prepare for it. So yeah, fair play to them. They did well.
3: Just while we've got you here, Scotland, since Shelley Coe left, we still don't have a permanent manager. Is there anyone you've got in mind that you think we'd be in the fame for the Scotland job? Better not be Gary. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking his wheel on this phone to
0: Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> Take me so, too well. I don't know. I've not really heard any gossip or anything about who it could be, but...
1: No, nobody hears anything, do they? We don't yeah. hear anything for anyone. It's, yeah. as if it's, no, it's not even a job Bear, I don't think. It's like the Celtic job. It.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, exactly. Just left vacant. For oh, so really? long, then some random Australian I'm not no disrespect to <laughs> Anne's <Foster-Cogli>, but some <laughs> random um, uh, just comes in. Like I suggested Scott Booth for the Scotland job, but would he want to move from the day-to-day of Glasgow City to the international setup? I don't know, but nah SFA seemed to be taking the time about it, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, we're done it in a minute, right?
1: So uh, thank you very much guys for joining us on the Anyone's Game podcast and best of luck in your promotion push and hopefully I think. Well, I think I'm going to come and see you on Sunday. Actually, hopefully, and I'll I'll, I'll try and count the offsides correctly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> having us.
1: Right, thank you very much, Robbie. Thanks, Thanks for joining us. Thanks very much. Cheers. Right, Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye-bye.